supreme need of our time is for men to learn to live together in peace and harmony. I have directed the continued and increased close surveillance of Cuba and its military buildup. This is a strong nation. This is a compassionate nation. This is a decent nation. And this is a nation that will not let terrorists change our way of life. And with eyes fixed on the horizon and God's grace upon us, we carried forth that great gift of freedom and delivered it safely to future generations. Welcome to The American Perspective. I'm Joshua Newmark. Today's discussion is on racism in America. Racism does not discriminate. It is not a genetic code that is embedded into a certain race, religion, or sex. While you cannot breathe it in or inject it, a seed can be planted, nurtured, and grow. To think that being racist is being embodied in an inanimate object such as a hat, hood, or cloak is ignorance at best. Racism is not organic matter. It does not think, breathe, eat, or walk, yet its host does. Racism is not an epidemic of a viral outbreak. Racism does not have political affiliations or presidential aspirations. So what is racism? It's an aversion to people of any color, not just one. It's a person of any color with hate in their mind. A racist will not hide their intentions, mask itself as tolerance. They will live and breathe right in front of you. Joining me today from Phoenix is Aaron Somm and Eric Holbert. We are burying real racism with false reports. The left has weaponized the word racism. Guys, welcome. Hello. Hello. So what are you, what are you guys seeing that's different with racism? I would love to touch on the point you just made about how it, it, it's almost oversaturating the market kind of. Um, oh yeah. It, it's crazy to me because it, it's so easy these days to just be labeled racist or, or whatever. If you, if you don't agree or you say something out of turn or, anything like that and it really takes power away from the actual claims that we need to be focusing on um it's like uh it's like in the economy if you flood the market with a certain product that the price is going to go down right mm -hmm. and that's what we're seeing the value of the term racist is not is being cheapened basically yeah i'll agree with that um as far as – I have to agree. Uh, the left is very much weaponizing everything that it has to do, and it's cheapening what it means to the people that are actually being ridiculed and treated in such ways. Um, for me, I'm, I'm burnt out on it. Um, I've seen it firsthand with my – old jobs uh, wearing, even though it was just security guard uniform, it was still high risk. I've seen it firsthand. Um, I've experienced it firsthand. Uh, living in Arizona, 
there are we have an abundance of Native Americans of different tribal backgrounds, and when you I've gone and visited certain reservations and have been treated as such that I'm just I'm just a white eye and I don't get service. There's no such thing as white privilege for me when I'm there. Um, you lost my tip because of my service, but is what it is. Um, the way the left is playing this card and they're playing it hard that anybody like myself is a racist because I support Trump or because I like the wall idea because I believe in immigration does not make me a racist and I'm sick of it. Josh, how about you? Absolutely. I, especially if you take into the white privilege concept. Yes, I'm white. Um, I, I, I owe you nothing except you're, you're an American citizen or you're a brother in arms or a human being. Other than that, if you're a jerk or you're a useless waste of space on this planet, I have no time for you. It's not going to matter what color you are. And with white privilege, I haven't had an easy life. And then I've had someone, a, a black person tell me, they're like, well, it's because you haven't been, um, you haven't had a gun pointed at you. Uh, yeah, I have. I was held at gunpoint at the age of 18 because a bunch of us went to toilet paper the football field for my brother's graduation. And instead of taking the situation as it was, they came out, all the detectives and cops, dr guns drawn, telling everyone to get down on the ground. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I had a similar situation to that. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of us out in the desert. It was actually a dirt bike kind of impromptu dirt bike air show, and they were doing a bunch of tricks um, just uh, north of Cave Butte's Dam on off Joe Max and Cave Creek Road. If anybody knows where that is, but we were just kind of out there in the in the desert, and that we had, you know, there was probably 150, 200 people that were just out there. There was friends, you know, younger people, friends of mine. And there was also families there with their kids. And next thing you know, here comes the, 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 for lack of better terms, the ghetto bird shining its lights on us. And there's, and then next, and then right after that, Maricopa County Sheriff's officers walking through the trees and the shrubs with shotguns out. Oh man. And there's cops everywhere. You know, it, it has nothing to do with, with what your race is. It, it has to do with, with how you act in those situations. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you, you can't accuse someone of being a racist because you don't know the, the, their personal circumstances of what they've gone through, what they've seen and experienced. You know, you don't know about me unless you ask. Exactly. Right. Unless you get to know the person, right. Yeah. And really kind of find that, that. And, and that yeah, who you are as a person. And, 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 and speaking of taking the time to get to know somebody and who they are, since we're talking about the police right now, they're not going to know you from Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve. They, no. They're not going to have a clue. And every stop, every approach, every situation is different. Yeah. And they have mm -hmm. to present it and treat it as such. Oh yeah. And they don't know what they're walking into, but you know what? From my experiences, I don't know what I've ever walked into and I've walked into some hairy situations. Yes. I will treat people accordingly just as an officer will. 
Right. I've done it. If you're an asshole, you're going to be treated as such. Right. If you're being cooperative, you're going to be treated as such. Right. You get treated accordingly. And I'm not saying every officer is perfect. Right. No. There is a bad person in every job that you do. It doesn't matter if you're in the in the in the technology industry. Right. Exactly. If you're in the oil and gas industry, if you're in the food and beverage industry, there's a jerk in every single one of those fields. And to claim that all cops are bad isn't the case. You people need to re and I don't mean you people. I mean everybody generalized. <laughs> yeah, that's another word. Need to be. <laughs> uh, look, get over it. Build a bridge. And get over it. It, it. It's a word. It's it's a phrase. It's you people are a general phrase. Mm -hmm. You're encompassing everyone. When I say when I say you people, I'm encompassing everybody. Mm -hmm. Brown, black, yellow. I I don't. It's like how I say y'all. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's y'all. It's a Texas thing. Yeah. It's everybody. And if you can't act accordingly and be respectful of what that officer is trying to do because they don't know what they're walking into, that's on you. That's not on the cop. Because you need to think and use your head every time that officer's done doing something they just got done with, they have to reset and do it again. Well, at the same time, um, during, the inc uh, during any uh, interaction with the police, that's not the time to fight any kind of no. injustice or anything like that. Get your day in court. Get in front of the judge. Exactly. That is where you make that fight. Yeah, because if you act like a fool, you're just making things worse for yourself. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you're not making it so you're not making it such a bad situation for yourself that you're not able to make it. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, and I just got pulled over for speeding in the mid mid January, and I'm out. It's you know rural highway, northern Arizona. There is not that many cars, and the first thing, and this is what my parents taught me, they were, they were officers, is you put both hands on the wheel, you roll all the windows down, you turn the engine off, and you wait. Mm. And everybody should be abiding by that because I don't know who I'm up against. You know, yeah. Nine times out of ten, you get a decent cop. Every once in a while, you're going to get one that's just a jerk. Right. Oh yeah. Right. But, it's just is by the book and yeah, and and or is having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. White, black, Hispanic, Mexican, it won't matter. You make the wrong move, that gun's pointed at you. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's there's little room for error, really. I've had to do that in my former line of work, and I did. I wasn't just a mall cop. I was a high risk security along I-17 corridor. I will not say the places I worked, or any of the officers that I worked with within Phoenix PD but I have experienced everything except for transportation. Yeah. I've seen it and experienced it all. And I even got the pleasure of when I came back from Colorado after my last stint in oil field of dealing with the black lives matter when that first came out. And that was very interesting because it didn't matter if you were a cop, it just had to do with you wearing a uniform. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they forget that, the officers, the boys in blue, girls in blue, whatever you want to call them, they don't, they're not all white. No, no, absolutely nope, not. Not at all. I mean, uh, Baltimore is a good example. I think most of the police, they have like a black police chief uh, there, I think. Well, I know Portland does. And, I and believe like, the uh, police chief of Phoenix is a black female. Let me mm -hmm. look that up though. So, I mean, there is, yeah, she is. you know, and, and they're all trained to go into the same situations and have the same kind of idea. And if you test it, then you're going to have a problem. 
So what do you think? Let me ask you guys this. Where do you think this all began again? Because we all, we all grew up and saw, well, Josh, you and I did. Eric, you were you were a little younger. Yeah, I but we saw the YouTube. Rodney King stuff take place. We right. saw the the riots in Watts and Compton and all that, and L.A. burn. Mm-hmm. What I you know then you okay that was totally on the LAPD bad. Absolutely. And it was caught. Now, fast forward, here we are. We're a, a police officer or anybody. And I don't want to just focus on police. Anybody of an opposing view of of a varying color other than black or Hispanic or anything like that, basically, if you're white like myself, you're the bad guy in in having an opposing view of this. What are your guys' thoughts? Eric, go ahead. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy because, you know, they'll say, well – you've run the country for this long or whatever, like white people have been the predominantly in legislation and stuff like that and uh, in power or whatever. So we but in the apparently don't have a voice, you know, nowadays, um, which I think is crazy. I think everybody has the right to opinion and voice. I mean, that's the whole principle of America. The founding fathers granted everybody that right. Right. It just took a little time to do some tweaks. Yeah. And a little bit of time for the world to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To progressiveness that we as the country were doing. And we still have work to do. I mean, that you know, we will always have work to do. Our country is a teenager on the yeah. grand scale mm-hmm. of the world. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. so young. Not even 300 years. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild to think about. So, I mean, look at how far we've come. We've really made some great strides compared to some places that took thousands of years, you know. Um, and granted, our, our government didn't do all the right things in the most recent hundred years, but well, no. we're getting there. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's all progress, it and, is. you know, and, yeah. and progress is forward motion and forward motion creates better motion, but people have got to let go of certain things. Well, so, okay. So we're on the topic of, of America. So let's go colonial America. Um, there's still a lot of, I don't, I don't want to say hate, but the, dislike for whites because of what happened in the past you know slavery was was horrific um oh yeah not for sure not everybody was treated the same as a slave you had you had the the slave owners that treated some like family you had some that treated them as you would a brand new car you know it's your property i'm not condoning this i'm just saying that 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 was the mentality um, so they were given the best clothes, they were given, you know, decent homes. And then you get to others that, you know, they lived in squalor and yeah. they were beaten and abused, raped. It's horrifying, but I can't change that. You know, neither, none of us can. And it wasn't whites or it wasn't Americans that were, did the most damage everybody forgets that it was British slave trade that did the delivering and the transportation through Jamaica or, you know, down in the Caribbean, but it was the tribal leaders that right. sold their own people into slavery. Oh, yes. And, and, and that's, isn't, isn't it convenient that that's never discussed? And, and I'm not saying that the things that preluded to that or that were post 
that are acceptable in any way, shape or form. But if you're going to talk about history, you need to talk about your own people. And, and, and also if we're going to talk about history, let's talk about the Irish. Let's talk about the Asians, the, the, the African Americans back in those days were, were not the most, I'm not saying they had it better, but the Irish were treated pretty bad. And so were the Asians as far as immigration and stuff like that goes. Yeah, there was a time that immigration almost became the new slave labor. Yes, uh, the Irish were treated that way. Mm -hmm. The Asians basically built the the railroad the, the railroad to the Pacific. It was all off their that weight was on their back. Mm -hmm. But yet, all 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 the all these organizations want to talk about is uh, what the Reverend. He's not even a Reverend Jesse Jackson, and oh. the, the, it's. What what's the word I'm looking for? Where they're reparations? Yeah, reparations. Yeah. But he they're they're antagonists. Oh right, kind of stirring the pot. They they, they only want to stir the pot if it benefits them. Mm. If it doesn't, they don't want to touch it. I think that's fair, um, especially with his persona. You know, I I, <laughs> I have a problem with Jesse Jackson. I really do. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's always convenient when he pops up. That's all I'm saying. If we all sound a little nervous on this topic, it's it's because we are. Yeah. But uh, I I do as a white male growing up in this time, I I am getting a little frustrated. I'm not gonna get so frustrated to where I'm like I hate all black people no, and I hate and not. I hate all everybody that's different than me. I'm never gonna be like that because I have rational thought and common sense. The only time I hate somebody is if it's based on their character. Yeah, and and, and, and how and, they hold themselves you know exactly and that's all it really should be i mean i mean geez we all bleed the same but, damn but blood. like you but like you said eric uh and and i think josh touched on this is that it's being used again as a yeah it, it's being oversaturated it is yeah. by the democratic party it's it's yeah. it's weaponized i oh, think yeah. that was the best way anybody could have said it so um Let's move on to uh, something a little bit different. I, I did a lot of research because I want, I want people to understand the words that you're using. Too many people in this world are ignorant. And mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want people, oh, well, that's because, you know, that's racist. Mm, see, again, we don't understand the word. Look up ignorant. Racism is one word, right? So we all know what racism is or is supposed to be. Then there is racialism. And racialism is the belief that the human species is naturally divided into races. And they have distinct biological categories. Now, I'm going to go here because this is, this is what I've experienced. This is what has been said to me. It is no different than white people playing basketball, white people putting their hair in dreadlocks, or white people rapping, is when a, a black person comes up and says, you can't do that because you're white. You're putting yourself into a naturally divided race that doesn't allow anyone outside of that box. That's racialism. Yeah, and that's crazy, because Larry Bird was an amazing NBA player. Oh yeah, you know, John Stockton. Yeah. I mean, there was a time that, you know, most sports was predominantly white and it, that's changed over the years, obviously. And it's made, 
I mean, the game's entertaining, I guess. I don't watch basketball. <laughs> I, I don't watch any sports. But, uh, I mean, to, to kind of take that and just make it your own in the melting pot of the world is, is just crazy to me. Like, the whole cultural appropriation thing. Oh, I, I don't well, – like, uh, like Colin Kaepernick. Did I say his name right? He Colin. was the – he was the 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 quarterback for the, the 49ers, kneeler. right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even that good of a quarterback. No, <laughs> like, but he took a knee. Well, and, he did that to protest uh, police brutality, right? But Not yeah, wasn't he raised by white folks? Yeah, he was. He was raised in a small kind of mostly white. Uh, so he had community. black privilege under a white privilege umbrella. I'm confused. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to touch that. Honestly. <laughs> no, but do you, do you understand what I was explaining though? I mean, those, those instances, let's take, for example, um, Eric, uh, you sent me a few videos last night for me to watch, which honestly I told you, but I'll tell everybody else in 40 years of my life, I have never given a rat's toss to music, to music videos, to basically pop culture I've just never cared that one video that you sent me called uh, white boy by Tom McDonald, uh, Tom McDonald. I've never been more moved by music. And right. then I, I watched, you know, the, the, um, a lot of the, the black people that were watching, you know, they, they record live on YouTube and you can see their reaction. The reaction that was the word yeah. I was thinking for. Um, and they were supporting him and agreeing with him. And he, you know, his words, he's talking about how you hate me because I'm not black. You hate me because of my dreads. You hate me because of, that's the thing. You can't tell everybody that there's racism and then turn around and tell people we can't do things because it's a black thing. Right. Yeah. And, and well, if you've ever seen pictures of this guy, I mean, he is SoundCloud rapper looking, you know, tattoos everywhere, piercings. He's got the dreads, the braided dreads or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he fully embraces the whole rap culture, you know, and, and I'm, I love him. I just love him. I know it's, it's hard to look at it for some people, but well, I mean, the, his lyrics are. Well, even Eminem was almost blackballed. Well, yeah. he was blackballed yeah. when yeah. when he tried to. Uh, who was Dr. Dre? Tried to bring him in. Yeah, and it, and got all, a lot the, of all the all the record companies and labels and CEOs were like, "This dude's white." Right, and even a lot of the rappers, you know, the people in the game were kind yeah, of. Yeah, but like, now you can't even touch funky. him. No, you can't touch can't him. Touch him. No, he's one of the best. He's one yeah. of the greats. He's you know? a, he's a lyrical artist for sure. And and I and I love rap music. I just love it. I listen to the new stuff. I listen to the old oh. stuff. I'm all over the place with it, and I love it. And I almost feel like uh, Michael Bolton, the Michael Bolton character in Office Space. You know, <laughs> when he rolls up his window and turns his radio down. <laughs> like sometimes, but I mean, I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. You know, and and another thing too. Um, as another example, I wear ball caps and I wear them backwards. Always, you know, I have for a long time. It's just, I look good that way. So you're going <laughs> to hate, hate, whatever. But I've been told, they're like, why are you wearing your hat backwards? That's a black thing. Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dude from the West Side. <laughs> Glendale. <laughs> I'll Glendale and, it, and like, I wear dickies and chucks with my socks pulled up and, and flannels. And, and it's like, 
I went to Indiana and they were like, you look like a cholo. And I'm like, explain, do you even know what a cholo is? Cause to me, I look like a white boy from the West side. Like, right. <laughs> where, you see, know, where to... <laughs> that's the cultural influence because when you're all together interacting, we're going to pick up thing up on things from each other. Right. Exactly. And, and I mean, that's the beauty of it. Right. Cause we're almost paying homage to that kind of background and that culture. Yeah. Um, I think, the Japanese do it the best. Like they love the when, West. Well, yeah, they love it when pe- their culture goes outside of their boundaries mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. appreciated and respected. You know, it's, um, I mean, there was that story not too long ago about the girl who went to prom in like a, a gi or something, or um, some, I think it was like a more of a Chinese traditional dress, mm-hmm. white girl, whatever. And she <laughs> got slammed for it. Oh, right. And it's like, it's, that's not what it is. It's a, it's beautiful yeah attire and like why not so she yeah so appreciate why, that because she went dressed in a in totally something completely opposite of wearing a short skirt and what something I, I would yes. never allow my daughter i don't care if it was a prom <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not wearing something that most girls wear which is damn near nothing right <laughs> she went in a more traditional opposite yeah. cultural yeah. thing and she gets slammed for it yeah, yeah. see because the world um I'll say the, the American world puts white people in a box that we're not allowed to think outside of or leave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like, you know, if an African American fellow is wearing like a Bon Jovi shirt, should we make a big deal out of that? It's like, no, yeah. of course yeah, not. Cause we like, wouldn't. You love Bon Jovi. Let's sing it out. Let's right. <laughs> or yeah, there was another case. Um, and there was, there was footage of it where I, I forget what college it was, but it was a, a young man. He was white male. He was, had dreads, backpack, you know, he's dressed very differently from, but more towards, I guess the, because he was a white kid with long dreads and dressed more. He wasn't even wearing baggy clothes or anything. He was just kind of being himself. Like yeah. to me, he looked like a, like a hippie. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and like this, California and this, surfer and, dude. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even put it that far. Like mm. I would say, probably he needs to go north to the redwoods, man, and, and just go <laughs> chill. But this this uh, this young African American female. What, I, can you say that anymore? Can I say black? I don't even know what I could say I think anymore. Black is fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this this she was a student as well, black female, and she walked up. She started freaking out on him. You can find the video on, on, on YouTube. I'll, 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 I'll share it with Josh if he wants to post it to the page he can uh, for the example of this. But she yanks him off the stairs and just starts screaming at him, talking about how, how dare you uh, take my culture and make it yours. Right. That's a black thing. Well, it's only a black thing if you make it a black yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's only a white thing if you make it a white thing. Right. It's only a Mexican thing if you make it a Mexican thing or Hispanic, or so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so many people forget the contributions that slaves have made to the, the, the world, that black people have made to the world, to America, between the, um, okay, first of all, oh, my favorite, soul food. Oh, oh yeah. Right? Then you've got soul, R&B, um, a lot yes. of the... Um, the gospel, yep. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, advancements in music, advancements in sports, advancements yeah. in technology, the um, 
the the women that worked with NASA back in the 1960s that were brilliant minds in, yes. in mathematics. Don't sell yourself short. Don't let people tell you that you're less than anything because if you can't embrace what your past is part of, don't blame me. No, oh, yeah. And yeah, That's do not blame point. me because you know what I've got for you? Nothing. No. I'll give you an earful, but that's all I got for you. Yeah. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll go into a little bit more. This whole show is, is dedicated to racism. So if you're listening and you do have something that you want to say, you can send any recorded message to our email. I'll, that's at the end of the show. I'll give you all the details. It's on the website. Um, but don't be afraid to comment. Give us some feedback. You know, we're just three guys talking. It's our perspective your perspective could be different. So don't, don't be afraid to share anything with us. So we'll be right back. If you would like to help support the American perspective, join us on Ko-Fi. You can support this podcast with any amount, big or small. You'll find all of our links on the website, www.skyoneradio.com. That's skyoneradio.com. And look under the podcast page for the American Perspective. We value you as a listener and thank you no matter how you support us. Welcome back to the American Perspective. This is Josh. Joining me again is Aaron and Eric. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about on this segment is xenophobia. And it's the dislike of people from another country. And I think that that plays into uh, the accusations against Donald Trump right now. If you build a wall, we're racist. Actually, what you're saying is we're xenophobes. But it's not that we don't like people from Mexico. We're just trying to stop the illegal immigration. You ready, guys? We're ready. Yes. All right. So there's the definition. Um, I, I don't think we have a problem with people from other countries. I mean, a million people a year come into the United States. So we're a melting pot. Yeah. How are yeah. we xenophobes? We're a country of immigrants. Right. I mean, really? I, I'm not a xenophobe. No, I, I, I think there's... Well, it's one of those things that I think could be construed just depending on how some people talk, but I don't know that we truly have a xenophobe problem. Well, ex explain what you mean by depending on how people talk. Well, some people, especially with like what I've seen, just from what I've seen, uh, I'm not a big fan of just saying, you know, like all Muslims should be kicked out or something like that. Like I've seen that like kind a of band? rhetoric. Yeah. Well, not not like a travel ban because I understand the travel ban, but where somebody just kind of sees somebody. And I think it, it really kind of happened more post nine 11 time when people were just kind of like, Oh, they're Muslim. And then they kind of had this, it also it was, happened pre nine 11 too. Yeah. And I think it was more out of fear versus actual hatred. So yeah, definitely I, fear. I think, you know, some people's words get a little too careless and fear it seems like repeating itself. Well, Fear is a very powerful emotion. It is. And it causes, um, you know, situations yeah, where we're not too keen on. Well, exactly. But it, 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 does that mean it's it's something against being cautious? Well, that's the thing. Because I, of fear of, of history repeating itself and what that 
certain religion, and I'm going to say it's a religion, not a race. Sure. So what that religion brings, I'm a, I'm a little nervous about. Well, my point was it wasn't necessarily that, but it, it's just more the I, I think if you see a xenophobic statement, it's probably more out of fear than hatred. Gotcha. Yeah, but so again, let's go back to Donald Trump. Everyone's calling him a xenophobe. And if you want the wall built, you're a xenophobe. And again, it's the bastardization of words with right. the left. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, like like kind of brushing up on what Eric said earlier is being weaponized. Right. Yeah. It, and it is crazy because, I mean, I, I don't I don't see him as a xenophobe. I, you know, it, it, he's not just looking at. I mean, it just happens to be that Mexico is our largest kind of influx and just, of illegal immigrants. Yeah, and immigrants. just because it's Mexico doesn't mean that we have an issue with Mexicans. Right, right. There's, I believe, what Pinal County Sheriff, they when or the Border Patrol on the Arizona border, they said a few months ago that they had arrested people trying to cross from 111 different countries. Mm -hmm. That's not just Mexico we're worried about. Oh, right, right. right. And, and if we had this problem on the Canada side, I feel like he'd be doing the same thing. I'm sure there is. It's just not as prevalent. Yeah. And I would go even further to say, Eric, you talk about the fear and people use the words out of fear. I think that the left or those that use this as a tactic, they're afraid of the changes that America is going through. Sure. Well, sure. yeah, because yeah. it doesn't benefit them at all. Right. Sorry, well, Eric. No. Yeah. And that's, that's true. And I, and you know what? They're just using fear to stoke, you know, to fight it, that kind of fear. And it's this crazy back and forth. It's like that eye for an eye kind of thing. And it's not going to help us. It only divides us more and more every day. And that's what they want. And again, yeah. it's weaponizing and they want to divide us. Oh, yeah. So let's go on to another word. Again, this, this all has to do with racism and it goes by many different names. So another one of those is ethnocentrism. Uh, it's an evaluation of other cultures according to preconceptions originating in the standards and customs of one's own culture. So, you know, we, people do that on all fronts. You know, if you were to say uh, all black people can't swim and all black people like grape Kool-Aid. Well, that's oh. not true. Right. You know, so saying, right. And, and a lot of people do that too. So if, if a, a black person doesn't have any kind of an accent or doesn't speak in the ebonic phrases or words, whatever you want to call it. No, it's ebonics. Um, then they say, oh, well, that's, you're, you talk like a white guy or a white oh, man. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, let's go ahead and talk about that because uh, not all white people talk like this either. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, well, it's just one of those things, huh, Eric? Well, I've had to come across it because I'm originally from Texas and the, the stuff I get, you know, it's like, well, you don't have an accent. Well, you're not wearing boots. You're not, it's like. <laughs> well, golly gee. Yeah, it's like, what are you? Well, shucks. <laughs> You're not wearing boots. You're from Texas. <laughs> Although I, I guess it is kind of true because everything in Texas is bigger. And Eric, you're like seven feet tall. I mean, there is some truth to some things. I'm not going to go too much into detail. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, ladies. <laughs> he so has some stereotypes do kind of work in. And I'm okay with, you know, some things, but. Well, yeah, and and you know, look at comedy. I mean, they play off the stereotypes. Yeah, but all even the time. comedy, they're they're getting 
it's it's coming to a way for comedians like they can't even touch certain oh subjects. they can't yeah it's mm. getting crazy and uh, god bless the ones who stay who well just break look, that wall look, look you know chris rock he wasn't even supposed to touch jesse smollett mm -hmm. bam did it got him good for him got him well so comedians let's, know, you know let's go into that all right um jesse smollett trying to frame MAGA or quote unquote Trump supporters staging a hate crime. Right. That's racism. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was making it a white on black thing so that it would benefit him. That's racist. Right. And, and, and just the problems that causes, you know, it's like we're already divided. Why do we need more of it? Well, who's he friends with? He's friends with the Obamas. He's friends with Maxine Waters, Camilla Harris. Yeah, Camilla Harris. You can't tell me there's not. You and I were talking, Eric, the other night about the word agenda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the word propaganda. Right. What they're doing is propaganda with, yeah. an, with an agenda. And it's dangerous. I mean, we've, all, it's we've scary. seen propaganda be dangerous. I mean. Yeah. Well, it's it's in the history books. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> happened many times. Right. It's, it's in the history books. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, ha I have an issue with this. Um, uh, man, it, it's going too far. It, it needs to end because I'm sick of like, you know, I used to, I used to, to have an American flag in the back of my truck waving on a pole. Now I don't even want to put a sticker on my truck because I'm worried someone's going to smash the windows in mm -hmm. or mm. key it up. And that is a crazy thing. I mean, just, I, I could get it if it was like the Confederate flag, which I love the Confederate flag for the design and the aesthetics. For it the design and the aesthetics. It probably shouldn't be waved outside of your house. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear your take on the uh, Confederate flag. Um, I mean, I grew up it's a Texas, battle. It's you know? a battle flag. It, it, it was a battle flag. You know, it, it's got a lot it of history It didn't to it. represent for, race or, no. or slavery. It was, it was more states' rights. It, it, it was a battle flag for the South. Yeah. And I and I totally concede, like the South lost, and that's fine. Like I'm not gonna wave it around and and say the South will rise again because that's just a crazy statement, and one that really doesn't even need to be entertained, you know. So um, do you agree with the flags, with the Confederate flags and memorials being taken down? I'm divided on it. It's history, man. It, it's history. Why erase um, history? I don't think it, they should be destroyed. I think. Uh, I, I don't disagree with putting them in a museum or something like that so that it's still preserved. Like I still want the history to be preserved because history should be preserved so that we can learn from it. There's a reason uh, why concentration camps are still standing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Germany, I think has done it the best, you know, uh, they still have a lot of the, the Nazi kind of buildings standing and they have information around it and like why, it was a bad thing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they educate around it. Right. So why couldn't they do something like that? You know? Well, they do, but everybody wants to take them down because they upset people. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, uh, and, and Aaron, I won't even agree with you on the battle flag. It wasn't okay. even a battle flag. It was a representation of we're done with the North. We are our own country. You know, they wanted to secede. Well, yeah. So it represented more of, standing up against the north and the federalists that were trying to take over the farming because right. they were trying to modernize and that would have you know the repercussions from that of course so you know it started 
you know, we before everything else. And so people look at the conserv or the uh, Confederate flag, but just like any flag, you can use the flag in vain. Right. The design, I'll go ahead and read you the definition. The design was instead adopted as a battle flag by the army, by the army of Northern Virginia under general Robert E. Lee. It is also known as the rebel flag, Dixie flag, the Confederate battle flag and Southern cross and is often incorrectly referred to as the, as the Stars and Bars. I've never heard of the Stars and Bars bit. No, I haven't either. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, it, if you've got people it also, that are... One, one more thing. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, the Confederate flag color symbolism, the individual colors that make up the Confederate flag represent the following. White, peace, and honesty... Red, hardiness, bravery, strength and valor, blue, vigilance, truth and loyalty, pre perseverance and justice, perseverance and justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why people think that it stood for um, the slavery and it didn't. It's because right. it all premise. started, slavery didn't come into the, the discussion until halfway through the Civil War. So... The, the South despised the North because the North was trying to profit on industrialism and they were trying to control the South. Right. The South didn't like it. So the South exactly. said, we're done. It's well, that familiar. Lincoln made it about slavery because that was the nail in the coffin to, you know, to sink the war. And a lot of people don't know this about Lincoln that at the time, because still being a fairly new country um, and, and a sect of people being slaves, he was going to send them all back to the African continent. That oh, was, wow. that was part of the freedom. It wasn't meant to be um, a racist thing or whatever. He was trying to return them home. So oh, I see. So, gotcha. so Lincoln actually weaponized the slavery, the slavery for during the during the Civil War, yeah. like the Democrats are doing now. Yep. To win the war. Right. Huh. Food for thought. Yep. Yeah, I gotta think on that one a little bit more. It's it's one of those things that you you really have to research. You you really yeah. have to read up on it. Um, but the, then there's the college scholars that are going in, and of course they're Democrats. And they're saying, no, the war was all about slavery. No. No, it wasn't. No. It, it started out over industrialism and farming. Yeah. The North was oppressing the South. The South yes. was tired of being yeah. used by the North. The, yeah. the South stood up. It wasn't strictly about racism. They stood up no different than the 13 colonies standing up against England. Right, right. It, it can't be just labeled this simplistic idea that caused everything to just go no. crazy, right? There's... Civil wars just don't happen no. because, well, we don't like how you're doing things or, well, people I mean, get tired extent. of certain things, yeah. but, but back then there was no social media. There was no, right. You know, they actually were basing their feelings and their thoughts and how they, and, and, and because it was everyday actual events mm. and they got tired of it. It's not because somebody posted a meme or they right. posted, posted something on the billboard in the local town square they were like, oh, that's real. No, and then it, they took it happened for and a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same yeah. thing that's happening right now. 
we're building towards a civil war. Uh, it's scary, but I agree. I mean, we almost have a civil war now just on the social media front, you know? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I mean, uh, Facebook just banned, what, 24 more uh, people because of uh, how they, they, they labeled them as hatred kind of groups? Or well, people. I guess with our discussion right now, I guess we could almost be just labeled as hate because we're talking about racism. Yeah, I did. I did have to look and, and see if we were still on Facebook for a second because <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, because we're not, we're not giving anything a negative. We're not supporting it. We're all no. against it Absolutely. In, in every form. So it, it's trying to start a conversation that nobody wants to talk about. And, and if you disagree, why? fine, but tell us you disagree and explain why. Yeah, and, and one one question I'd love to ask is if if there's anybody out there uh, when this does go public, when and how was Trump racist? I want to know. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, you can't just say, "Oh, well, because he is." That doesn't work for me. I, I'd also go into it and, and ask them, you know, if they find any of this offensive. Well, how do we have the conversation then? How yeah, if you're going to be talk? offended by everything, how do we talk about it? How do we right. talk? I mean, it may be, it's a, it's a, or maybe we just don't talk about it and everybody just shut up. Yeah. Well, we become a culture of ostriches. Everybody's heads buried in the sand. Exactly. Exactly. We can't get anything done with that. But but then again, how do you stop product of environment with inner city kids? I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, doesn't matter. Asian. They've, they've, there's inner city kids. It's it's not the man that is holding you down. It's, it's your, it's your, yourselves that are holding you down. You're a product of your environment unless you choose to be a free thinker. I'd Mm -hmm. say it's a product of mentality, which is a product of environment. If your household is shit, excuse my language, then you're going to show up that way. Yeah. Well, because again, um, anybody's parents that were, you know, brought up through the 1960s, through the civil rights movement and experienced all the fight, the true fight, uh, you know, and, and change. Right. Then you had people that were telling their children into the seventies and eighties that the white man going to get you down and yep. you're never going to get ahead and you're never going to do this. If you let someone tell you, you won't, or you can't, you yourself failed you. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't blame anybody else but yourself. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we talk about the differences, um, uh, the, you know, the ex- explanations we've gone into with racism and it's different forms and explanations. Um, you know, racism has always been there. It's never going to go away because you can't right. have, you can't have good without bad, up without down, north without south. There's always going to be a counterforce. But I think, you know, and again, it's just me viewing this. Growing up through the 90s into the millennium, I think we progressed and we were doing really well. And then Obama came into the mix, right? Yeah. And then Obama decided to get involved. And in one phrase... If I had a son, he'd be just like Trayvon Martin. Yep. Why would you do that? Because it was a game. It, it's, it, 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 was, it was a ruse. It was, mm-hmm. People fell for it. 
Yeah. That, oh, that's my that's that's the defining moment right there, and I've got goosebumps. That's the defining moment when everything flipped and went upside down. Yeah, it did because that's when all the Black Lives Matter stuff started. Well, the you, Black Lives Matter. More, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That really started hitting mainstream with Mike Brown. No, but I'm just saying, like, it all started to change because of that. That's when everything started to kind of. Oh yeah, come to the surface. Mm. Because right. in, instead of saying this was horrific, it was tragic. None of our children should die, especially wrongful death. That's what he should have said, but he chose mm. a side. And what he did was he chose an ethnicity that he wanted to choose. He's biracial. He's not black. He's half white, half black. Right, right. He chose a side. Yeah. You know, and, we probably yeah. would be easily, I think, had – I was – I didn't vote for him. I didn't like him because of his, his social ideas, but I supported him when I thought it was appropriate. But I truly thought that we had our first president that wasn't white – the country should have been unified. And yeah, he, absolutely. He failed miserably. Well, everybody got the uh, the hope and the change, except I'm still waiting for my change. But he did literally change America, like he said he was going to do fundamentally. Absolutely. And he did it in the way that he was able to do it. And as soon as that Trayvon Martin kid, rest his soul. Not saying he was a good kid, not saying he was a bad kid. I don't know his background, but his social media page didn't look so good as far as uh, being a an awesome little kid like the media showed him to be. Sure. But the moment that, oh, that President Obama, and I'll say that because I didn't vote for him either, Josh, and but I still gave him the respect of him holding the office. Yeah, he was the president. And, you know, I cheered him when Obama or when Osama was killed. I cheered him. And there were a couple times I stood up and clapped when he gave a, 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 an address, a, a national address, a State of the Union. I was like, finally, man, this guy's sounding presidential and not just one-sided or the other. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, and for my American perspective, he changed us fundamentally not only by the refugee things that he did bringing them in but he mostly did it by the race creating yeah. the divide absolutely yeah, he did like big time brought the early 90s back to life in a way worse way yeah yeah, yeah. and i i definitely don't agree with it because what well, that what he did because it I mean, I think you're right, Josh. I think exactly what you said was the right way to for him to approach it, because um, it shouldn't be these rose-colored glasses or whatever where we see the race. It should just be like, let's look at the situation. It doesn't matter who you know what color you are. Let's look at the situation and then assess it on that bounds, not yeah. bringing the racial kind of aspect to it, the contention know? of it. And, yeah. and then, and then Mike Brown, which really brought the black lives matter to the surface. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, how can you be behind somebody that literally just strong armed, robbed a store, 
then gets in a in a in a tuss in a fight with a cop and tries to reach for the gun. You're well, mad at the cop. Well, it's kind of crazy on that situation too because the details didn't really fall out that way at the beginning. They just said, "Oh, another uh, black kid got shot by cops." You know, the media, media framed it. The way the media framed it was gross. Obama made a brand, and the media branded it. Oh, and, and they, they ran, ran with, with the brand. Oh, they ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Instead of fighting for the continuation of equality right. and, you know, calling attention to when it was necessary, he, he took a divided country and created a damn Grand Canyon in the pol political realm. Yeah, that we're still dealing with to this day, you know. How did we go from 9-11 to this? Seriously. Mm. We were all unified, and now we can barely sit in a room together and have a, yeah. a civil debate. Because we let it happen. We got away, oh, yeah. we got away from um, us, America, America first, you know, whatever you want to call it, to what about me? I right. need me. It's selfish. I well, think there was some complaints complacency to it as well you know we, we just take things at face value without actually well we just think everything's going to be okay the next day you know life yeah. goes on but if we keep this up our commute to work is going to suck because you don't know who's going to be doing what on the side of the road or if there's going to be a pipe bomb or i mean mm -hmm. we're literally getting to that point yep. where people are getting pissed and oh yeah yeah how many stretches of road are in the united states that you might have one or two DPS officers patrol that are full of mountains. What's going to stop some jackass that has an agenda to prove some dumbass point mm -hmm. going out there and doing something dumb? Well, we're already seeing it in these days. You know, we had the, um, I'll, I'll bring this up to recent news, the synagogue shootings that just happened. No, oh, in ago. San Diego last yeah, weekend. Based off some guy in New Zealand who shot up a mosque and he thought, you know, retribution for the Muslims or something like that. And it's like, where are these ideas festering? Like how, what in the world? You know, it's like, why, why do we have to be, why is it we only talk about that? Not all the Christian churches and Christian people that are being slaughtered by the dozens like and hundreds every day. The ideals that he took from that, you know, it's like they, these events are being perpetrated and there's no education around it, you know? Uh, well, how can there be any education if history is being erased? That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not just that things are being erased, but again, you have family members that are spreading the hate. Yes. So if if your grandmother was, you know, brought up and and had a family through the '60s and '70s, then you got the Black Panthers, and then everybody spews the continual hate. Mm-hmm. And then that gets brought down into the next generation, followed by the next generation. But everyone's so busy pointing at white people that nobody's taking a step back to go, holy crap, it's happening everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. happening everywhere. It's not just a certain race. It's not just a certain people. It's happening all across the board. And to, to minimalize it to just black and white is just negligent, in my opinion. And I mean, me personally, as a father, I don't have any of that in my house. You know, I, I'm raising my kids to look at a person's character. I don't care about their skin. I don't care about their beliefs, their character. And that's how they should be making friends and, and judging a person, 
Well, absolutely. That's if you're an asshole, I'm going to treat you accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's just, it boils it's, down it's, to, it's I don't care that. what color you are or what your background is. Right. If you're going to be a dick, I'm going to step it up and shut you down. Yeah. That's it's, how she, it's no different than um, meeting somebody for the first time because, you know, maybe you're interested, you want to go on a date or something, and you're like, oh my gosh, he or she, they're so hot. And then they open their mouth. Them. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's the same thing. You can't judge a person based upon, you know, or judge a book by its cover. Yeah, exactly. You got to wait till they open their mouth because something stupid's probably going to come out of it. Oh, yeah. Now, um, you know, we were talking about definitions of words. I just looked up nationalist. Oh, one of my favorites. And I'll read the definition if that's okay with you, Josh. Please do. I love the definition. A person who strongly identifies with their own nation and vigorously supports its interests, especially to the exclusion or de detriment of the interests of other nations. So on that, nationalist. If I'm a white nationalist, well, I'm a nationalist, right? If I were to say I'm a nationalist, mm -hmm. but because I'm white, that makes me racist. Right. Well, it's definitely an a, a interesting word. And how it's been kind of um, misaligned, I guess, uh, because you know when you say nationalist, I think people think of Hitler. The, yeah, they think of the Nazi Party, which was a nationalist party, right? And obviously, Hitler took that party and corrupted the hell out of it, <laughs> combined mm -hmm. it with a couple others. Yeah, and 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 it just happened that he used the word nationalist, you know, and it, it's it, it's more. Well, Trump used the word nationalist. He does did. that make it, him? It does not. I think he should have avoided it just for the no. context of it. Because nope. people nope. aren't going to look at the definition. Yeah, not my problem. If you're stupid, <laughs> I agree with Josh. Stupid well, is as stupid does. And, and but it, it also goes back to your point, Josh. That most of us, uh, there's a lot of ignorance in this country. And if you want to play the optics game, all I'm saying is you avoid it. You can still hold those beliefs. Well, look what we're doing it. right now. We're three white guys talking about racism in America. I know. I know. <laughs> we're not really avoiding a whole lot. And yes, yeah. there's three white guys we all are, talking about racism in America right now. We aren't yeah. world leaders either. <laughs> well, you know what, though? We were nationalists. It was America. It's always been America, Americans, and American pride. Right. An American but that doesn't say what color you are or or where you're from because when you're here we're all americans but it's not that anymore is i think it? for the sake of the argument patriotism is a better word than nationalism right now just well, in this see, time and age see to me that's and, and here's where i get irritated with stuff you say well for the sake of the argument patriotism is a better word so eric is a I, tell me if i'm wrong you hate censorship Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So why is it you want to censor yourself Ooh. or censor me and tell me I should use the word patriot instead ah. of nationalist? I see what you're doing. Yeah. Fight, fight, fight. fight. I, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it more for the optics. Um, but if, if we're you want to say it, then you can say it. Well, but you got to understand like where people are also kind of getting coming from. Sensitivity. Yeah. To an extent. But to an extent. You're, you're still. Understanding of it. Yeah, but you're still discussing two different things, okay? Patriotism is pride, right? Yeah. Nationalism 
is the focus on one's own country and culture. That's so fair. for instance, um, I, I'm on the fence about her, but I've listened, I, I still listen to her because she's not out of the woodworks. Um, Marine Le Pen of France. Uh, she was running for president and her father was a nationalist and there was a lot of controversy with her father back in the 70s and 80s. Um, there was a lot of, of, of racist things going on. I'm not 100% sure of all the historical bits of it, but she's been pushing French nationalism, right? Mm. So let's think about this. We know that nationalism is the focus on one owns country, culture, products, you know, um, GDP. Um, if you go to France, right? Vive la France. If you go to France, <laughs> you get to Paris and you say, oh la la, oh, the Eiffel Tower. It's, I got a baguette. <laughs> what's going to be, let's say like it, it gets, somebody comes in like um, a lot of Muslims come in because there's been a lot of Muslims coming in. Mm-hmm. And they decide that the Eiffel Tower is a disgusting disgrace on capitalism or whatever. And it's offensive. And they take it out and put something else in its place. You start to destroy your culture, your heritage, your language, the food, everything that is France. Your history. I'm not going to go to Paris and look at everything that's Muslim or English. Well, that's why I'm not going to go to Dearborn, Michigan. Well, yeah, there's nothing left of Michigan anymore. But no. <laughs> looks like the Middle East. Right. So go ahead. You, you, you get the point, though. What I'm saying yeah. is the nationalism is okay if it's used properly. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, uh, and I think that's what I'm trying to say with how it was taken out of context during that time. And now people only want to focus on that time. Yeah. Yes. You know? they're, they're taking one and making it uh, – a hundred year stretch almost. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the, the, the ideals of nationalism, right. As far as the definition, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there was, um, who was the guy? Um, not Paul Ryan. One of you the just Ryans. flopped and flipped Eric. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> understand the optics. That's all I'm saying. If You're anyone's s- listening, we don't always agree and get along, but at the end of the day, we can have a drink with each other. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, or break bread, as like Eric likes to so, say. So Aaron's not listening to me, obviously. <laughs> oh, I am. I just called you out on it. That's all. <laughs> God damn it. Whatever. Um, where was I? <laughs> uh, you were back to the flop. You after the oh, flip. after the flip, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. right? You know what? You've distracted me. I can't even remember my freaking point. So you were saying that it was it was back in the time that that's it's the optics that what people are getting lost in. That today, 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 yes. based off the past of the word. Okay, that's so all. I was what, so what's wrong with us saying it now? You're well, as saying, long as we can, you're, like, you're well, saying no, the no, no. Okay, now I remember where I was going for. Um, it wasn't Paul Ryan. There was a there was an independent uh, guy I think last time, and he was talking about isolation, isolationism, like bringing everything back in house and focusing only yeah. on the U.S. North Korea. I was right. just gonna say you took the words out of my mouth. Well, not to that extent. I'm sure it's not to that extent. I mean, that's that's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch, guys. But I mean, focusing more on the U.S. problems versus having to deal with everybody else's problems but isn't that right? what everybody's been preaching for the last 
20, 30 years. Sure. And I was going to say, isn't that kind of a form of nationalism? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. we're no longer, we're looking inward mm -hmm. and yeah. trying to fix our problems. So Why are we sending billions of dollars to Africa helping out people when we can't even feed and clothe and educate our own people? Right. Yeah. Because if we want those people to be immigrants coming to our own country, which is what we are, we're a melting pot. We, we, we're a beacon of hope. We're, we're, we're this, we're that. But if we can't help our inner, how can we help outer? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, and that's, that's a different discussion for sure. I think we should start focusing more on the inner versus well, the outer. I, I don't think it's a different discussion. I, I think it, it, to me, I'm, I'm still hung up on your censoring yourself. I was just talking about the optics. I know. Yeah. It's that I, yeah, but we're on a topic of racism, so you know, we we kind of we don't want to lose everybody listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um when it comes to nationalism, uh, because it it has been used as it's racist. Um it's not. You know, um, America is only just beginning to produce a lot of American products again. Right. Um, you know, bringing manufacturing back and uh, exporting products made in America, that's nationalism, you know, and uh, it, right. it, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's just before it leaves my head. Antifa. I think they're more racist than the Proud Boys. Oh, Antifa should be uh, put on as the uh, a terrorist watch list. <laughs> I mean, it really should. If, if other organizations are getting put on these watch lists, why aren't they? Yeah. Because they do, they're the very, the very definition of terror. I, I think it's, yeah. They're filled with racism. Well, oh their, their whole platform is based on violence. Fascism. They're saying anti, but they are fat. They are literally fascist. Mm -hmm. And, and it, I find it funny. And if we have any listeners of ethnicity, I would love your take on why you would support Antifa because most of the time all I see is a bunch of white kids running around talking about Black Lives Matter and this and that and reparation this. And rep but there's no, what, there's like a handful of different ethnicity within their, yeah. within their midst? It's I don't awesome understand now. that. It's all the white kids that are upset with Mumsy and Dadsy making too much money. <laughs> you know, go get a damn job. Right. Yeah, it is kind of funny how, the, you know, during the middle of the day, during working hours, they're the ones out there. <laughs> and, and, and racism to me just just doesn't fall in the category of black and white. No, it, it falls not. in so many different realms. Absolutely. It, I just I don't know. Somebody please shut Antifa up because <laughs> they're idiots. And if anybody should lose their First Amendment, it should be those people <laughs> instead of them telling me that I should lose mine. Welcome to America. Well, I, like podcast. How, I, I like how they <laughs> use violence to shut down dissent. Right. Voice, they literally you know? use fascism yeah. to fight uh, fascism. Right. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Uh, it, it's the whole eye for an eye thing. It's under, only going to make the world go Under blind. redundant, see redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Subcategories. Take the rights that I'm using away from them, but I want to keep the rights that I'm using okay is that cool is that all right is, is that cool, man? oh wait i'm gonna lose those two. Oh no i should have gone to college <laughs> oh wait i did <laughs> i got an art major <laughs> oh, oh lord sorry I well like 
on that note, we'll take our final break. Uh, we'll come back. There's a few topics that all of us have picked that we'll kind of go into. And uh, again, those of you that are listening, don't be afraid to send us your comments and feedback. If you have um, an experience or you disagree with what we've been saying, send it to us. We want to hear from you. And any audio recordings will be played in the next podcast. So you will, you will be heard. Uh, all that information you'll get at the end of the show, or you can go to our Facebook page, Twitter, website, and email, but you'll have all ac access at the end of the show. So we'll be right back. If you would like to help support the American Perspective, join us on Ko-Fi. You can support this podcast with any amount big or small. You'll find all of our links on the website, www.skyoneradio.com. That's skyoneradio.com. And look under the podcast page for the American Perspective. We value you as a listener and thank you no matter how you support us. Welcome back to the American Perspective. This is Josh. To start off the last segment, I wanted to pull up two quotes uh, that have recently come to light. And just to show even the left can be racist. When Hillary Clinton was asked about Cory Booker, she corrected the panelist and said it was actually about Eric Holder that they were referencing. And Hillary Clinton replied, quote, yeah, I know they all look alike, and laughed. Joe Biden also made a comment that was recorded. Quote, in Delaware, the largest growth in population is Indian Americans from India. You can't go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking, end quote. Guys, it just shows Anybody can be racist, and if you think the left is perfect and supporting you, they're probably not. Yeah, and oh. <laughs> I kind of well, I, I kind of see Hillary's comment as sarcastic to an what? extent. Yeah, I do. I, I do. Um, That's so hypocritical. No is it? That's hypocritical oh. because if Trump said something like that, everybody'd be all over him. Oh, he'd oh be well, chastised, I, 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 stake. I'd say the same thing on that too, though. You know. So I'm not wavering on that. But. Have you ever seen Hillary go to a black, a predominantly black church and her oh. whole linguistics change? I, I'm sure she doesn't know how to be around normal people. The way the subway kind of her going on a subway. Ugh. The Joe Biden comment really irks me. Really irks me. <laughs> yeah, because where does a joke end? Right. And, and when is it tasteful? Because right. obviously... Well, and if you're supposed to be the representative of we the people, you should probably be a little bit more tasteful than the average Joe. Definitely more careful with your, the average Joe. I get it. Um, <laughs> you definitely need to be more careful with your words. Sorry. I don't like you, Joe, Uncle Bad Touch Biden. <laughs> Creepy Uncle Joe. Oh. But I, I couldn't believe, like, I mean, that's something I'd hear from my uncle, <laughs> like, in a <laughs> private setting, you know? Like... We all have that one person we know in our family, and I don't care what race, creed, background mm -hmm. you come from. 
there's always one person in that goes the a little too far. in the midst it's like <laughs> yeah. wait what well and saying that you know my grandfather he was who's still alive he's gonna be i don't know 87 he told me a few years yeah, i mean it's probably been like i don't know five six years or something he's telling me one day randomly right um talking about when he lived in Georgia when he was a kid. So this was back in the, you know, 30s, 40s. Nonchalantly talking about how he watched four black men hang in a tree and just, you know, just talking about everything was going. And I'm looking at him thinking, how can you talk about something like that as if it's nothing? Right. Yeah, no kidding. That's crazy. But I guess normalcy, where was, where, where, where was he brought up? Georgia. Until, well, and, you know, until he moved out to the West Coast. But, you know, it's like... It, nothing, I'm not saying that's we, okay, but... Right. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh. At the time, complacency, it's part of the mm-hmm. everyday life. But Product of environment. You know, it's like he's... At that time, he's 80. And no rhyme or reason. We're just sitting, talking, and out of blue. Um, you know, but when I was young, I watched, and I'm thinking... Oh my God, please tell me that there's nobody else sitting around us listening because it was <laughs> horrific. Right. And, and you would think it like, you know, that long in life, you'd be like, it was terrible. You know, you could add yeah. like oh, yeah. added that at the Done end. Done something. Yeah. <laughs> and not that he's racist or anything, but it was just how he was so comfortable talking about something so horrific. Right. Well, and that's the whole product of environment that I've been talking about throughout the show, basically, is it doesn't matter if if you're going to have those spots in your life where if you don't change your mentality and your way of thinking and be like, and and think to yourself, okay, this isn't right. This isn't, this definitely isn't normal. There's more to life than this and more to people than this, more to culture than this, more to the world than this. You're not going to change. You're not going to get outside of that box. Yeah. You, you have to step outside the box in order to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to. So what else have you guys seen in the news or, you know, anything that's been going on that's. Well, for me, Omar pisses me off. Oh my God. As a, as a Jew, she offends me extremely. Oh, she needs to leave. (laughs) Well, yeah, let me read a quote. Um, from Omar, this is not going to be the country of white people. Yeah, which is already setting up that stage. What is, again, an Obama thing? Yeah. I I don't get it. It it just... What are you going to do about it? Are you going to bring everybody in that you can? Well, yeah, she's already trying to fundamentally end that, to begin that. They're in office, and I don't mean they as, as derogatory, but that faith that likes to be recognized as a race, which I'm sorry, I'm never going to recognize them as a race, but they want to fundamentally change the world. Yeah. And the only way that they have to kill the United States first, they already tried in Russia. Didn't work out so well. It was actually a pretty brutal slaughter. Mm. Well, they're not doing so hot in the Northern, uh, the Northern European islands and things like, I think it was, I don't think it was Sweden. I think it was Norway or Finland 
something. Um, they were going down shutting down mosques. Mm. And paying them to leave. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, is that racism? I don't think so. It's No, it's a religion. Yeah, and we're not dealing with it. So, I'm sorry. I'll I'll accept your religion as long as you're a religion of peace. And you want to come here and practice that religion. Sure. Freely and openly. But I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna be okay with it if you want to fundamentally destroy m- the livelihood of not only myself but the people I love and care about, my friends, my family, my neighbors. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Even atheists are pretty peaceful, you know. Yeah. <laughs> even Satanists. Right? I mean, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I don't agree with it, but it's a freedom of religion. You have the right to practice what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely, but, but they're not shoving it down anybody's throat through violence or anything like that, you know? They're, they're not getting into government office and going, well, this will no longer be the country of white people. Right, right, which yeah. is it's a crazy thing to me because it, it really kind of takes it, it takes the, uh, the wind out of the sails because, I mean, look at – we have more ethnic representation in Congress. We have more women representation in Congress, you know? It, it's like – when are you going to be satisfied? You know, it's they like won't. we're progressing. We are progressing. We're progressing and, down the wrong road, though, and doing it in the wrong well, way. Well, they're looking at it the wrong. They're looking over here when they should be looking over well, there. Well, that's what I mean. You know? they're, they're looking at themselves as the individual and whoever the small groups they represent. Mm. And they're making those small. It's almost like brainwashing in my in, in, in my perspective or opinion, when I pay attention to this stuff, I, it just, I don't, I don't get it. Wake up people. You're going to lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. It's all going away. If you, if you, mm-hmm. if you, if, if everybody keeps allowing this to happen and, and, and allows this division to continue to grow, we are literally going to wake up one day and Everything we knew and loved in our normal life and our happy thoughts and just going to work and after work, you look forward to the weekend or you look forward to the evening, cook a dinner with the kid, with the family and kids and all that. It's gone. Mm-hmm. If we keep on this track, it's going to be gone. And it's a crazy track because to me, it's all emotion. There's no, it, it just, to me, there's no factual anything. Well, look at, look at journalism, just, journalism, Walter Cronkite. They would give you the information from the day, mm-hmm. and without their opinion, yeah. without anything like that, here's everything. Make your said. informed decision. Critical yes, thinking. on yourself. Yeah. We'll supply you with the facts. Decide after that. Now, all the media is, and I'm sorry, left, not sorry, and even Fox News and, and the right wing are, are guilty of it, but oh, I, yeah. I, do, I do like to watch a little bit more of the, uh, the, the third-party type news because it's what do you mean you know they're they're actually trying to go out and and ask these people like what do you what do you mean what what are you and by these people i mean the left (laughs) (laughs) and and no one wants to give an articulated answer they just want to beat their drum or scream into a a megaphone and and hit the siren alarm on it and but they also want to regurgitate stuff that they've just been force-fed you yeah. know that has absolutely no factual basis yeah, exactly. yeah but if you keep saying it and you say it enough it'll be it's true yeah that's true. true that is true yeah unfortunately yeah it sucks what's happening to our country yeah, it's, what's happening with our fellow man because we're no longer united 
And until we decide to unite, there's nothing that's that nothing will change. Well, yeah. I guess I guess uh, I guess he did hope for change, and yeah. he got it. Well, hope yeah. is a strong word. Doesn't really do a whole Obama? lot. Obama, I think you missed it, buddy. <laughs> no, I got. It. I know. I know. Hope, hope is useless, and it was Kennedy yeah. that said, "Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country." You know, I had actually. Uh, yeah, speaking exactly. of that, I got into a, a pretty heavy Facebook debate when uh, Trump had shut down the government for getting funding for the wall. Oh yeah, and I was. You know, the big thing was, well, uh, I can't believe Trump uh, is doing this. He's going to ruin people's lives and their way of living. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, so I interjected and I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> but I did. And I made a few uh, liberal head spin. Pretty sure pea soup came out and all kinds of stuff. And they hated Exorcist me for it. Style, huh? Oh, Start it, was, crab walking it, dude, it, it, it was a Facebook extravaganza. Let me tell you what. <laughs> and, uh, the the premise of the discussion was the the government being shut down and if it was if it was shut down any longer which trump did shut it down for i believe the longest ever in history yeah i think um, so but the premise was uh infrastructure but what their argument and what they were calling infrastructure wasn't electricity wasn't roadways wasn't water it was your ebt card it was your government medicine it was or healthcare and things of that nature and that's not even that's not infrastructure no not at all that is a subsidiary of what the of what the government offers mm -hmm. and i got into a really big debate and it was almost as if, it, it wasn't almost it was as if all these individuals coming into the conversation what do you know you're you know it was almost like the white privilege was being there but not quite there and i said okay and this one woman had stepped in, and I forget what she had said. I can try and find the discussion, but I, I'm not going to delve that deep. But in a, long, in a short, I said, so you want my resume of, of why I'm disagreeing with you, and, let me, and I'll prove you wrong. One, I invited a homeless person into my house one time, which is what every left claims that we should just invite everybody into the mm -hmm. country, but they're not willing. When you ask them the question, let them into your home. So I opened up my borders, which is my front door to a homeless person that had a rough day, but he was working him. And I got to know each other. I was at a bar and he just rode his bicycle after riding in 110 degree heat and just wanted a beer with the money he made him. And I got to talk and I said, Hey buddy, I said, I'm going to go home here in a minute. You sound, you seem like a pretty legit guy. So basically I vetted him before allowing him into my home or oh, offering. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Said, how do you feel about a hot meal, a warm shower and a comfortable bed? And this guy looked at me and said, are you serious? I said, oh, I'm dead serious, dude. Put your bike in the back of my truck. We'll go back to the place. Come in, have a beer. I'll make some dinner, take a shower. Here's a razor, shave, feel better. Wake up in the morning tomorrow, do it all over again. That upset people. My other one was I've been homeless before. They didn't like that because I was giving them all the answers they didn't want to hear because I'm a Trump supporter. <laughs> so everything I've ever done, I opened my doors. I've been homeless. Um, I've, 
I've, I believe that Medicaid and stuff like that is a hand up, not a handout. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're never going to change my mind of that. That's not something you should live off of unless you're physically or mentally impaired. Right. It does the truest, yeah. by the people who treat it right. And this discussion went on for probably about three hours. And when I did this essay, they had nothing back. And I even started it off as, well, here's my resume to my opinion. And here's a little facts on your infrastructure. And here's a little facts on President Trump not being the first president to ever shut down the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, what was it, Bill Clinton had the second longest running Well, Obama shut down everything and actually put gates up so people could even go to the war memorials. Yeah. I mean, this has been happening through many presidencies. This isn't a new idea. It's all like Josh has been saying is that, and you've been saying, it's the left weaponizing us against each other with the form of racism. Right. They'll use any ammunition they can use. And they don't wield it correctly, obviously. No. Sorry, Josh, for taking up so much air time there. No, it's fine. Um, you know, it's it's giving fact and and proving that you know you you haven't had white privilege, and not many people do. I'm still waiting for the check. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for being on the show. We're gonna go ahead and. Uh, say goodbye for today. Um, again, if you did listen today or anytime you have any questions, comments, concerns, send an audio recording. Uh, you can send any of those at any time to American Perspective Show at gmail.com. And the website is www.skyoneradio.com and that's S-K-Y-O-N-E radio.com. Twitter is at A-M-E-R perspective. And we'll just close today by saying, I will not apologize for people before me. I am not them, nor will I be. We're burying real racism with false reports. And just because you build a wall doesn't make you a racist. So until next week, thank you for listening to the American Perspective. We love you. Thank you.